Hello, my name is Edward Park, and I'm starting a podcast because, well, I'm starting a podcast because I was on David So's Genius Brain podcast about a month ago, and I had a lot of time to share about what I've been going through and what my life's been like for the past four years. And I also shared a lot about my faith. <laughs> yeah, uh, and how I actually came to leave it. And after that, I started receiving like dozens of DMs. Like I have over 60 DMs from people asking me questions and leaving me messages and sending me so much support and even asking me to start my own podcast. And that was literally a month ago and I've just been sitting on it. <laughs> so yesterday, my friend June called me and he was asking me if, uh, if I ever deal with uh, imposter syndrome. And I do. I deal with it really hard when I get a lot of compliments. I really have a tough time comprehending or accepting people's compliments and encouragement. So when people tell me to start a podcast, I really don't want to do it. <laughs> On the opposite end, if I get criticized and someone tells me I can't do something, then fuck you. I'm going to fucking do my best and I'm going to prove you wrong. But at the same time, uh, with criticism... I take it well because I know it's going to make me better and I'm going to do better. And so when I get compliments, uh, it gives me no feedback. And ultimately, the kind of conclusion we came to was who gives a fuck? Nobody gives a shit. Nobody. Even my first podcast doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, who the fuck cares? I don't. Whatever, it's the first one. Let's just call it a prologue. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to read an essay that I wrote from, like, I wrote it last year when I was in, oh, where was I? I think I was in Colombia. I was supposed to be on vacation and I was just bawling my eyes out the first couple of days I was there. I don't know what was happening, but I was just having this really bad anxiety and panic attack with an existential crisis where I finally just wrote this letter and had to talk about how i really feel all right i'm just gonna get started like i said the first one nobody gives a fuck just fucking get it started and you just let it go time spent in isolation for years has taught me how to be alone like learning new skills and educating myself on subjects i bombed in high school and college isolation puts you in a constant state of introspection and self-awareness especially to well especially for people like me because i smoke a lot of weed it's like I was made for quarantine because I've been alone for the past four years in the middle of fucking nowhere. I moved to LA and everything shuts down. So whatever. <laughs> Isolation continues. In quarantine, I just started learning a bunch of shit. I just started going into YouTube and reading articles and Wikipedias about random shit just to keep learning. And I did the same thing when I was alone and isolated for four years. I used to use a lot of resentment as motivation to change myself because, like I said earlier, that I needed to prove people wrong. But once I hit my goals, I just get tired of being petty. And then I just start saying goodbye. And so I have to say goodbye to bad relationships. And when I say goodbye to obesity, I'm cutting out sugar, pasta, spaghetti, Denny spaghetti, my favorite food in the world, pad thai. I am cutting out all the stuff I fucking love and I'm just saying goodbye and I say goodbye to alcohol and one of my biggest growing pains was saying goodbye to Christianity 
I've always been a natural evangelist. I spent most of my life worshiping God, studying theology, and sharing about the gospel of Jesus. I've also felt like I was expected to be very public about my faith. And now I'm here publicly renouncing it. <laughs> I've been having some repressed memories kick me in the ass these past couple months. Things I haven't dealt with in a decade. Thoughts of anger, revenge, and self-harm. I put down the Bible and books on theology and went back to studying the science ignored for years. The institution of Christianity at the end of the day isn't helpful to me. At the same time, I feel counterproductive towards the faith of fellow churchgoers. I am no help to the goals of the modern American church. It's a tough wrestle as an Asian American to identify as Christian. Why do I adhere to laws to a certain sect of people from like 5,000 years ago by a man who was most likely schizophrenic or on shrooms? Especially when the book on both ends say the Old Testament is for Jews only. So I stopped practicing Judaic Christianity and focused on the gospel. Even then, I came to this conclusion. No one actually follows what Jesus says or how the church could be done. When I confided in Christians about my questions of faith, they usually say the same thing. My faith is too weak. I don't pray enough or read the Bible enough. I have a sinner's mentality. Edward, don't you know you have to taste and see that the Lord is good? Like, <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. Fucking tasting and see. Tasting and see. And it fucking led me to a place where I fucking went to Iraq to see if God was fucking real. I've read the Bible inside and out for 30 years. That's like asking me to go back and read Harry Potter for the hundredth time for new answers. That's textbook insanity. One thing is true. I think like a sinner because thinking like a Christian lacks critical thinking with a tinge of cognitive dissonance. This is when I realize most Christians don't know the answers either. Most churchgoers are insecure of their own lack of faith. It seems like they wouldn't dare entertain the idea of unbelief. How many bullshit cookie cutter answers did I give before I learned to say I don't know? Reading more Bible and praying more isn't faith. It's actually anti-gospel. If I'm faithless, then you're a failure in theology and philosophy. I still keep up with new worship music. I blast it in my car by myself and sometimes I cry while listening to the lyrics. If God is out there, I only hope he still does care for me because it feels like I've been forgotten and abandoned. It still makes me cry to say goodbye to the perfect father, the counsel of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus the King who was my friend and my brother. The last bit of hope I have is that nothing can separate me from his love, not even my unbelief. When I led worship for 10 years, I meant all of it. My love for Jesus was very real. And it breaks my heart for it to come to an end. I started looking for truth again and it turned to science. <laughs> I started believing in science. Science will tell you there is no meaning to life. That the human species is bound to come to an end and evolve into something different. And when we die, that's it. It's all over. No more consciousness. The universe doesn't care about you and won't give you shit. 
your existence is completely insignificant compared to the vastness of the universe and trillions of trillions of years yet to come before the last star dies. After 13 billion years, we're still at the infancy stage of the universe. So then why go on? What purpose do I even have now? Why live at all? I faced many thoughts of ending my life in my existential crisis and it's only recently dawned on me why I need to live. Life as we know it and the one we are given only happens when stars go supernova. They explode under the pressure of their own heat and gravity. Not even the heat of the Big Bang could create the particles and elements that create life. They happen in the heart of stars. The very same atoms of ancient stars live in us now. We are made of stardust in the aftermath of a star's death. Out of that dust, gravity forced these elements together to create a new star with suitable home planets orbiting nearby. The elements of stardust found suitable climate in liquid water to gather and create life. It took about 4.5 billion years of evolution on Earth to make who we are today. One of the greatest laws of nature, evolution, and life is survival. Despite being blown into oblivion in a supernova, the very atoms from those stars lives in us. They then survived harsh climate change, extinction-level asteroids, and all the calamity of just being alive in the universe. Our nature and our purpose is to be alive. We must survive. As a clinically depressed Christian, Jesus was my joy in a life without happiness. So without joy, rather than face death, I'm going to ride this wave of being myself and serving myself. I give myself worth because I exist. Like a true hedonist, I need to care more about myself and my happiness so I can continue living and doubling down on my talents. Am I being narcissistic? Maybe. I choose sin. Please, go find where God will now punish me because I choose to willfully sin instead of some fucking backhanded loophole to appear holy while being an asshole. I live because I exist. I am a human being, not a human doing. I am has a new meaning of existence for me now. So when people are going to ask me how I'm doing, I am. I'm not good, I'm not bad, I am. Or maybe I'm both, I am. I wrote this down as a journal due to my insomnia, but now I'm willing to share because I'm not afraid anymore. But also because I want to reach out to you like I once did with the good news of Jesus. I know there are a lot of you out there going through exactly what I am now. Every time I found out a friend is going through the same crisis, we share the same traumatic aftermath. We also find out that we just can't be atheists. <laughs> to be absolute that there is no God is no different than saying that there is. We just don't know. We share the same FOMO. We miss getting together, singing songs, breaking bread, sharing knowledge, and sharing our hearts. This is why I wrote this out to reach out to my friends who are going through the same thing. We can find new purpose in gathering with two or more. Subconsciously, we still long for friendship, accountability, and discipleship. That's hard to come by even if you ask a Christian. No religion, culture, or ideology has a monopoly on love. 
the act of repentance, forgiveness, reconciliation, and redemption doesn't have to be flown under the banner of Jesus. You're not powerless to be able to forgive your enemy. You are valuable just because you are.